Call us now. 010-001-0861. Now we move on because local basketball is always the focus and a, a key cog in the wheel of development is university and tertiary sports. Now, uh, you know, been in the news just a little bit because we've been stifled by uh, COVID and uh, this year getting back to activity has been tricky. But, you know, we need to see more basketball on our screens, especially at varsity level. To find out exactly where we are, I thought we would get USAP Basketball's Clement Cock on the line because he's a Fuku Press family member, but also um, actively involved with growing and developing the game. So, Clem, I'm going to say welcome to the show. Thank you so much for your time and um, agreeing to just lay, lay, give us the lay of the land. Good morning to you uh, and to the listeners, and thank you for having me. Now, um, obviously, a lot of South African basketball fans get concerned when uh, national teams don't go out to national competitions, especially when you've taken the time to, to, to have trials done and uh, select actual squads. So if um, we start somewhere, can we start with where we are in terms of USA basketball in general? I mean, just uh, would you lay out more or less what the what the what the landscape looks like. Yeah, so, so we're basically busy finalizing, uh, in the process of finalizing our provincial or inter-university games. Um, that, that is a requirement for universities to play amongst each other to go to the national tournament in December. The national tournament in December, for five and five, will be, between, will be from the 2nd of December till the 7th, of December at Vitz University. Um, then we'll have a break on the 8th, and then we continue on the 9th at Vitz, though, with a 3-on-3. Three three. So we'll basically have the 5-on-5 five five and the 3-on-3 three three basketball over um, a few days at Vitz University um, um, right after each other. Now, all of this has always got to culminate in what the national program looks like because i mean there has been no real activity with regards to that across many of our platforms uh, what is the current state of affairs as far as that is concerned um so, so in terms of um our national representation and so on we we are looking at taking taking we still well we're still supposed to take our men's team to um, to China next year, um, if that doesn't also get postponed again for the World University Games, um, um, because it was postponed this year because of COVID and breakouts in China itself. Then for Cooksa Games, we did not go to Cooksa Games because we, um, you know, for, for every international competition, you have a a management committee. They call them the GDM. Um, that goes to um, to the the visiting the hosting hosting city or town and do an assessment and when they come back they have to provide reports and recommendations of whether it is still fit for them to continue sending um, set teams. Now the reason why we did not go is because um, after consultation. GDM then decided, you know, we're not going to send all the teams. We're only going to send a few teams um, for a few codes. And um, basketball was not part of those codes that were sent to to the the Cooksa Games. 
Okay. Um, I mean, it's always tricky because basketball always seems like it gets the short end of the stick. And I suppose internal advocacy has always been a word that's, that's been utilized. And how do, how does use of basketball continue to advocate for participation at, at a national level so that it doesn't always seem like the short end of the stick is offered basketball's way? Yeah, so, so we, we are doing our best in that part because not only, um, I think, um, if, if I can maybe run it back in a different way. Okay. Um, our approach and one of our objectives is not just only to be dependent on um, the national body to allow us to go, but to also arrange um, international fixtures or matches for ourselves. Now, pre-COVID, we had a plan for that, and then COVID came, and then we could not really engage with international teams. But one of the, but definitely one of the, the key objectives is, is to look at having competition between all the international basketball players that are uh, based in South Africa, that are at university level, and then form and then have our national team then have fixtures or matches or whatever you want to call that against them. But the idea is that we, that we look at not just waiting on, you know, uh, programs that is, that is set by our national calendar, but also that for us as a national executive to look into other ways and other, other means of, of, of having or getting our, our teams to be active. You know, it, it's always a challenge, and I know that the questions always come. So, you know, it's, it's just important that the, the communication lines remain clear because, um, I mean, the general fans and general basketball community would love to support the teams, I guess, at an international level, um, just as, as consistently as they'd like to support local tournaments now. Um, so you spoke about the, the GUBL and, or, the, or the respective qualifi- qualifiers that are going to be happening um, at the, the various provincial levels, and this will all be in a lead-up to the end-of-year tournament. Uh, and uh, is there any prospect for, for varsity basketball, and what does that relationship look like? So varsity basketball um, has agreed with university sports um, nationally, not, not necessarily basketball. Um, but all the codes do have a form of a festival this year. Um, the dates is... Um, um, the, the date is sometime in October, but they, they then opted to have a festival over a weekend um, where your different sporting codes will be at tux, your basketball, your volleyball, um, um, your, your soccer, um, and, as well as uh, I think netball as well. No, netball won't be part of that. There's a, a number of sports that will be part of a festival, a varsity basketball festival, that people can look out to to go and support at tax uh, sometime in October. Those dates will obviously be published on on our our platforms as soon as we finalize um, all these arrangements. Fantastic! And, and uh, when we talk about medium medium term plans and then the direction that University Basketball is going, um, I know that the elections are coming up soon, right? Uh, yeah. Um, the, Post-elections, I mean, it's a new committee. So how much more time does the current committee have before, before, the, before the elections happen and, and what sort of plans are in place? Okay, so we have one year, well, less than one year left. So next year during the national championships, um, which also is um, our AGM um, takes part, at, uh, we, we will be having our elections during our national championships next year. 
So as um, as we round up this these championships this year, we'll be basically you know working on preparations for the elections for next year um, during the championships. We don't know yet when which date it will be because we moved to December this year because um, uh, because of uh, too many competitions during July and time frames, university schedules not. Uh, sorry, university exam schedules overlapping each other because of the COVID, um, well, result of COVID, um, with university starting later, some earlier, and so on. So we couldn't really do it in July because some universities were still in the middle of their exams. Um, so we couldn't do it in July, hence moved to December. Um, so next year, we don't know yet if we will keep it in July. Uh, if not, it will probably, mo- it will most probably be in December again. And that's when the next elections will be. Okay, and uh, just a quick one on policy. How many? You know, what is the the maximum term, or will there be some uh, some new candidates? Uh, will the will the current exec continue to exist? Should they be re- be elected? Will it will it be? Will there be some consistency and hang in the handover? I am not too sure about any members opting to stay on the executive for next year. Um, you know, we haven't had a conversation on that. Um, normally, um, I think that conversation will only start from, from the beginning of next year. Then, then you will have an idea of who will, who would want to stay on or who would run again. And, and also from outside, who are some of the members that are keen to, to form part of the national executive. Okay. I mean, yeah. That's fair enough, and thank you so much for for coming on the show and just uh, you know sharing some of this information. I think it's very important that um, you hear firsthand what the what the processes and procedures look like. I know there's always going to be criticism, there's always going to be suggestions and ways to move forward. But um, and, and I know it's not easy to always come on and answer some of these questions, but it is appreciated. Thank you for the platform to be able to to share the information. Thank you for the listeners for joining in to be part of the conversation all the time. And we always, you know, we always look forward to talking to you on, on air because we know that helps our sport as well. Thank you. Well, uh, we'll send out the podcast as well. So in case you missed out, you can uh, yeah. catch up with uh, what was said here. Um, and Clement Cock, thank you so much. You know that you're a Full Court Press family member. I'm going to wish you a, a good day. The Full Court Press, Fridays, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m.